What's up, everyone? My name is Dan Schoonmaker, and I am the host of this brand new podcast that's never before heard. I believe I'll be calling it Schooncast, but we'll see. I guess the title doesn't matter. For now, the intro music won't matter. For now, even my recording quality won't matter because the entire point of this podcast is I'm going to be starting from scratch and I'm going to be taking note of the challenges that I face while starting up a new podcast. That's because I basically spent the last year of my life trying to build podcasting tools and quickly realized that it's hard to build software tools for an industry that you've never actually participated in or have any experience in. So that led me down this path of inevitably accepting that I need to create my own podcast. And here I am. So this is episode one. I'm currently recording it on my phone. I intend on purchasing a microphone and going it all in on this. But like I said, I wanted to get up and going as quickly as I could to try and figure out the challenges that I faced in purchasing hosting, recording the audio content, editing the audio content, and then the more advanced stuff like generating transcripts and cool videos that I can share on social networks. And this is essentially the idea for the podcast. To give you a little background about my story, I am a software engineer in Austin, Texas. I graduated from Coastal Carolina University about what was it, 11 years ago and moved to Austin in hopes that I would eventually get a software engineering job at a smaller startup company. Because straight out of college, I went to work for IBM up in my home state of New York. And let me tell you, working for a giant corporation was not the thing for me. So what I did was I went down the list of internal job postings at IBM. I found the coolest city I could find. And two weeks later, I was living in nice, sunny Austin, Texas. And I've been here ever since. That was February 2002. 12 that I moved down here. I stayed at IBM for about a year and then I was contacted by a recruiter through LinkedIn actually uh, for a company called Lithium Technologies. When I was at Lithium, we worked on community management software, the main one being a like enterprise grade forum software. But here in Austin, we worked on a social media marketing product where big brands could use it to directly communicate with their customers who were talking about their brand over Twitter and Facebook. And honestly, that was like a major passion of mine because I understood the power of community. And I understood that when these brands connected with their consumers, it was, you know, multiplying the value of that consumer for that brand, you know, 6x, 8x, 10x, who knows? I mean, obviously, it changes by industry and the price points that you're working with. But we saw some major brands, they essentially became friends with their customers and just treated them like real human beings. And I can't even explain to you the timing of at the time I had read Gary Vaynerchuk's Thank You Economy. It had just come out, I believe. This was 2013. So I had just read it or reread it. Um, and it was fresh in my mind, the whole idea that we've reached a point where brands are large and they were not treating customers well anymore, but with the power of social networks, specifically Twitter at the time, 
but obviously Facebook pages for a little bit there. They were bringing customers closer to the brand and they could talk to them one-on-one and then the brands could scale that communication and talk with their customers to like understand really what they were trying to, what the customer's pain points were and what they needed. So long story short, uh, this is when I really fell in love with the idea of communities and building a community around a company and around a brand and the value that came when you had a force of not influencers, but really advocates for your brand who were out there in forums, essentially doing your customer support for you. They were saving them tons of money on customer support because when other customers came to the forum looking for support questions or just any question, really, other customers were jumping in to help them out before a support agent could even respond to a forum forum question. So it was at that point when I really just understood the power of community and really just always wanted to build one. And again, uh, so that's what brought me here today. Like I said, for the past year or so, I've been building podcasting tools and they were hacky. And I mean, it it was really just because I knew podcasting as an industry was going to blow up or in the process of blowing up. I mean, honestly, right, it's been around since I remember my friends and I messed around making a podcast back in like 2003, because we were in high school. So yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily new, but something about smartphones and I don't know, people listening to audiobooks in their car led us to a point where podcasts became popular. I mean, obviously, the podcast serial had a, a major cultural impact on that. But yeah, so fell in love with the podcasting industry. I really liked the excitement and growth that was going on there. So I started building these tools for podcasters. But when you're a software engineer, sometimes you just want to build something because it seems cool. You don't necessarily know if there's a customer that wants to pay you money for it. And this is like the weird disconnect between a business person, an entrepreneur, you'd say, and a software engineer who thinks they're entrepreneurial, like myself, but but doesn't really think in an entrepreneurial fashion, like in that sales, marketing, executive type, type fashion. So I'm building cool stuff in an industry that I love. In the back of my head the entire time, I know the chance of this these tools that I'm building is essentially going to fail, which like sucks, right? You're putting in time. And let me clarify that I still have a full-time job. I've since left that company, Lithium, and now I work for a startup that we have, I don't know, 15 to 20 employees. We're working nonstop. We just gained, like, received additional funding from our investors because we're doing so well. I mean, like, my life is busy, right? So I'm building these podcasting tools in my spare time, like nights, weekends, at the same time, I have a girlfriend who, you know, would like to see me every once in a while. Uh, she would like to go out to dinner, go to the movies, you know, things that typical young, early 30-year-olds do when they're dating. But, I mean, she, the best part about it is that she really understood my passion for it and really supported me. Like, sometimes it blows my mind how much she supported me because I really was spending so much time on these side passion projects and side hustles that, like I said, in the back of my mind, I was just nervous that it was another another one of those projects that I, you know, sink all my time into and was not going to sell or end up being 
you know, a product that someone wants. So here I am today. Both of those stories were a roundabout way of me explaining just a basic backstory of how I am finally accepting. And I'll get more into this later, maybe another episode on really what drove me to this point, because it was a specific person I've met and I've been talking to someone who's mentoring me. But really, you know, I've reached this point where I've like finally, I think I understand what I need to do. And when it comes down to it, starting a podcast was something that I truly need to do because until I create this content and I become the podcaster that I'm trying to serve, you know, the, until I'm the customer, you know, eating the dog food that, that I'm building, if you've ever heard that, that saying, it's just something that you have to do. You can't just serve an industry that you, you don't know anything about. And that, that was hard. I mean, maybe this is finally me maturing in my, my business career and finally understanding that to be a successful business person, this is the type of step I needed to take. So I am super excited. Like I said, uh, this is the first step in a journey that I think I finally figured things out and what I want to do. I hope that some people listen to this and I hope that if they're in the podcasting space, they are willing to chat with me and give me advice. The whole point of this is so I can can better relate to podcasters when I'm talking to them about podcasting tech stack that they're, that they're using, the hosting service, the editor, the recording device, you know, all those things that they're using to produce their podcast and really just understand the way they think. So the software that I then create will serve them and is something that they they find useful because at the end of the day, that's what software engineers want to do. They want to build software that gets used and that makes people's lives easier. And, you know, it's a crazy thing to say, but sometimes just making something that's cool technically isn't, if it's not helping anyone, you're essentially wasting your time building it. So I'm super excited. I can't wait. My story is an interesting one, especially if you're entrepreneurial minded software engineer. I'm living in Austin, Texas, one of the great software tech industries in the United States, booming tech industry here in Austin. So I, I really, the fact that I'm my early 30s, nearing my mid 30s, I guess you'd say coming up as hard as that is for me to admit. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not like necessarily a college kid who's just trying to figure out their career. I really am starting to understand like what I want, what I want to do. I want to work on side projects, but I want to do them with purpose. I don't just want to waste my time. I'll stop blabbing. I should probably come up with a clear-cut outro for my, my episodes. But for now, take it easy. I will see you on the next episode. Later.